Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old albums for some reason. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. And I'm Caleb. And with us we have our first returning guest. Oh. He's star of stage and screen, actor, singer, composer, and close personal friend of mine, Van Keys. And that's the truth. Welcome back, my friend. Close as hell. (laughs) Happy to be back, gentlemen. Happy to be here. Thanks for coming back, Van. What an honor. Uh, What what are we looking at? This week uh, is actually my pick. I, I this was a movie that I owned, and it was a soundtrack that. I, maybe technically my brother owned, but we owned together and I listened to a ton. And uh, I think it's actually kind of great, a little bit of a change of pace for us. This is uh, the Desperado soundtrack. Desperado! Oh, yeah. Another I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Double applause. Double applause. Uh, what is this, 95, 94? 94. 94. 1994. The yeah. Robert Rodriguez, uh, the one that really put him on the map. Yeah, well, this was his <laughs> part two of the Mexico trilogy. Yeah, so he he famously made mariachi on like seven thousand dollars or something. Yeah, and then uh, I think it won an award at Sundance. Maybe it won the whole thing. I can't remember. It won a contest. Um, and then um, he got like a he sold that to a studio and it made a couple million dollars. And then he got like I think they gave him three million dollars to make the sequel, which is um, the, he he recast the lead with Antonio Banderas. Um, it's a little bit of an Evil Dead 2 situation where it's essentially the same movie. Yeah. Uh, there's one flashback where I think the entire cast is the same, except for Antonio Banderas has replaced the lead. <laughs> but everybody else looks like kind of too old and not like uh, not handsome enough. Yeah, they're a little schlubbier. The, and you're like, yeah, like the, the bad guy. The you're Banderas. like, that a bad guy? You're saying that's the same cast as Mariachi? Just in just in one, in uh, one, scene. In one scene, they're recreating at the <laughs> end of El Mariachi. Yeah. Uh, the lead of El Mariachi actually shows up later in this film. We can, mm-hmm. We'll talk about that when it comes up. But uh, let's let's get into the soundtrack. The track listing for the soundtrack. Track one. This is Los Lobos and Antonio Banderas with Canción del Mariachi. Mm-hmm. Soy un hombre muy honrado que me gusta lo mejor A mujeres no me falta ni el dinero ni el amor Jineteando en mi caballo por la sierra yo me voy Las estrellas y la luna ellas me dicen dónde voy Ay, 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 mi amor Ay, mi Jangly. I like yeah. it. Uh, so we... This might only be the second or third time we've had like a song with the actor singing it. No, probably no, because I think in Scott Pilgrim there was a few. Uh, they're usually so much worse than this. Like yeah. we had the Ethan Hawke singing uh, that Violent Femmes cover. We all agree that we like that, okay? <laughs> yeah. It's on the record that we all agree that we like I, that. I think we should go on the record and say that this is a lot better than that. Uh, I'm impressed with how well Antonio can carry the tune. Yeah. This is pretty good. He does all the guitar work as well. <laughs> he, he really does. He does it? Yeah, yeah. He does all the singing and the guitar work in the movie that you see him do. Oh, that's pretty good. Even though he doesn't do much because his hand is notoriously, <laughs> oh, it's been shot through by Los the bad Lobos. Guy. What do we know about Los Lobos? Los they Lobos. did a La Bamba cover back in well, the yeah. day. Well, yeah. Uh, it was on the, yeah, it was the soundtrack of the... Uh, La Bamba, the like movie, the, the La movie Bamba. with yeah. uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, I think, yeah, played Richie right. Valens. Yeah. That's right. Um, so they're Texas, no, no, they're LA group. Um, 
It's like the Nortenia style of, you would say, kind yeah. of like a... Tex-Mex and Zydeco and that Tex-Mex, sort of, a lot of like, blended stuff. Yeah. I like them all right. I They're going to pop up a lot on the soundtrack, so we don't have to get too deep into <laughs> yeah, those. Let's, let's let's save, save, save our Lobos. Yeah, save our Lobos. Uh, I, I like this track as a lead-off track on yeah. this, and uh, I would... <laughs> it's going to be a long time until we hear a track with an actor singing on it that's better than this. Oh, man. This is a... There's a great um, scene of... Uh, Antonio Banderas uh, jumping on a, on oh, yeah. a bar and he, hitting a bad guy. He pistol whips a guy with his, with guitar. his guitar. Yeah, it's great. He's got the <laughs> his guitar, guitar, case, guitar case full of guns. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will say, though, so, I love those. Uh, this soundtrack this is, like the dream is sequence, more or less in chronological order, although this is technically, I think, the second song to come up in. It's a funny movie in that it leads off with two scenes that are mostly not reality. Yeah. Um, and so in this one, he has like a functioning hand. So this is a dream that he's having of, of playing a gig and, and pistol whipping people with a guitar. Yeah, he's crushing this gig and some guy like pulls a knife out on his girlfriend in oh. the gig. And you're like, whoa, like not and people are like, oh, calm down. But like yeah. people would be losing their minds if a guy like, you know, pulled a knife out on his wife or girlfriend. People would be like, pull a gun, shoot this man. But he just runs over. Not and in this universe. Hits him with the guitar. And <laughs> yeah, then, and then rolls a, back. There's a great tracking shot where he's like walking back on the bar and then dodging the disco ball, like just like <laughs> seamlessly. And you're it's like, really, oh. just another I day. I will say uh, the original, <laughs> yeah. the original mariachi actor is, uh, is backing him on guitar. Yeah. 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 He's part scene. of the band. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, Kino and Kampa. He's one of the Lobos. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. I just move it on to the second track. Track two, we've got Dire Straits with Six Blade Knife. Your six blade knife do anything for you. Oh. Anything you want to do. One blade breaking my heart. Great BPM. Excellent tempo choice, Dire Straits. Mark yeah. Mark Knopfler. Mark Knopfler, yeah. Uh, famous for playing guitar with his fingers. Well, it's essentially... That, <laughs> that song sounds exactly like no their, pick. their other famous oh, song, okay. just yeah, at yeah. that no, slower BPM. <laughs> uh, well, this is off of their debut album. I actually really, I like this song quite a bit. I like this album quite a bit. I'm kind of a Dire Straits fan. It's got uh, that great, clean guitar sound. Sounds it's just, yeah, it sounds yeah. just like I think Man, it's funny. It's Mark great. Knopfler has a he has a talent to be able to be playing lead guitar through an entire song without it being distracting, mm-hmm. which is almost impossible to do. And it's it a, very very tasteful. I think uh, Dire Straits suffered a little bit uh, from being a band, a British band that came around the same time as the Rise of Punk, and they were like I think held up as like the antithesis of that. Mm-hmm. Because it, it was, and they were like a little bit older when they hit big, but they were kind of like a British dad rock of the late seventies, early eighties. I remember uh, hearing the uh, Empire Records soundtrack with the with the Dire Straits song in there uh, early on, the Love Struck Romeo song. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. that's great. So good. Yeah, we did. Uh, was it was it in Reality Bites or what was the soundtrack that Love Struck Romeo was on that we didn't. Uh, that it didn't appear on the actual oh, soundtrack. Oh, I think it was. Might be that. Yeah. Um, the that, forgotten that video, episode. The <laughs> lost episodes. The Romeo video is really funny because uh, it stars like a model. It's, it was, you know, it's like the beginning of MTV. 
and it's a person that could uh, pre like could be assumed to be Mark Knopfler, who's definitely just a model who's like kind of acting out everything that's happening. And I think they were trying to sell like uh, to um, the American audience like a really handsome man, like <laughs> a much sexier yeah. person. He's like, oh man, come on. Uh, I like the song. Yeah, uh, this is off the same album as like Sultan of Swing and uh, Money for Nothing. No, 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 that's that came, the song that came I was later. Later, yeah. Money uh, for Nothing or Sultan's of Swing. This was, um, so it was Mark Knopfler and his brother, and his brother got fired or quit the band in between this and Money for Nothing. Dude, Dire Straits are funny. They were, they're actually one of the largest bands ever as Where's far as like Where's the Netflix sales. documentary? They haven't made that yet. They're a humongous band that I think, um, part of it was that they got huge and just, I think they were like, wow, we don't want to do this anymore. And they got your, they got their like, fuck you money. And they're just like, well. See you later, guys. Nice. And that was after the uh, Machine Gun Kelly, the, the money Mark for nothing, the, the Brothers in Arms <laughs> record. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think they're they're a rated band. Like I think everyone is a fan of Dire Straits, but yeah, it's just there's I not. Know, I mean, maybe too much of their stuff out there. I, think I can't right. remember yeah. the last time not I heard Dire Straits in the wild. Just just rated. Oh, dude, they're a rated. Yeah, band. they're rated. And that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, money for nothing, man. Chicks for free. They got it right, man. <laughs> all right, Thank you, Mark Knopfler, for yeah. all your work in that band. Where, appreciate it. Where are we at in this soundtrack now? We are jumping into track three. This is Link Ray with Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Reminder to all the young and aspiring guitarists out there to uh, you know turn up and uh, detune your guitars. <laughs> and also, uh, let the fingers relax, yes. as Antonio says. Tune up or die. <laughs> Teaching a small child how to play guitar, and he sits with them for like a little too long, maybe. <laughs> like, hey, just he just fun. opens up his guitar case and it's full of guns. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the only child in the entire town <laughs> yeah, ends up being a drug mule. <laughs> Uh, I like this song quite a bit. Does this sound familiar yeah. to anybody? I'm this curious. sounds like some, uh, you know, interstitial film music to my ears. It's like Ventures esque vibey to me. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. Pulp Fiction-y. Quentin, I mean, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is an interesting thing. Surf rock. Um, so Link Ray. What is it? Uh, yeah, Link Ray and the Rayman. Um, two songs of his. His biggest hit is a song called Rumble. So this is from, uh, this song is from 1961. I think Rumble was like 58, 59. And it appears in Pulp Fiction. Um, like a, two of his songs, I think, are in Pulp Fiction. The, the, um, the kind of uh, story where they're on the date and they go to the, the period-specific restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jackrabbit so, Slims. Yeah, so there are two songs that didn't make it on the official soundtrack, but were in the movie. And this is obviously Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez are friends. Quentin Tarantino shows up in this movie. Yeah, I think he might, he might have like brought his iPod along. His CD <laughs> Face player. covered in blood. You gotta hear this. You gotta hear. Here, stop but, the filming. Listen to this song. This literally. This sounds so much like Rumble. It's just like a sped up version of the yeah. guy's other song. Uh, yeah. I feel like every time I see Quentin Tarantino, he just kind of looks like a weird Dave Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Wait, are you implying that Dave Matthews looks normal? <laughs> 
that's up for, that's another episode we'll get into that and this is this is kind of over the uh, the title track this is like one of the first songs to appear in the movie um and also uh backing up a little bit six blade knife is when steve buscemi is uh, like the steve scene. creeping through the bar uh, and then tells a, a lie what ends up being a, well maybe a fabricated story about uh antonio that's uh the the beginning scene of this movie is my favorite scene of the movie yeah, yeah. i think the light scene to I will say when uh, he comes into the room. <laughs> You're doing an accent for Steve Buscemi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. That's right. Uh, so it's like mainly, mainly a scene between Steve Buscemi and Buscemi, Peach Marin. Buscemi? Buscemi? I've heard, I get corrected all the time, but I've heard it's Buscemi. But Van, Buscemi? Van, what do you Bruschetta? Think? Bruschetta? I've heard Buscemi. Buscemi. Yeah, well, Buscemi. for all intents and purposes, it's Buscemi. But what do I know? <laughs> Steve. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, so I think in a lot of ways... Um, the Any movie that has him as an inciting incident, though. Yeah. It's uh, going to be, be good. The soundtrack and the movie, I think, mirror them, mirror each other in a way where they start off really strong and then start to tail off a little bit. Really. Yeah. But we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Yeah, Buscemi's character. <laughs> sorry, I had to, sorry, to, sorry to break. Oh, I'm sorry, there. Buscemi. Uh, take it away, <laughs> Chris. Buscemi's character was. Buscemi. Uh, was, I love me some Buscemi. <laughs> he was written in the script as uh, Buscemi. That was the name of his character because Robert Rodriguez. Was I didn't like, notice that. That was hilarious. I, uh, I want a, That's what I want his name to be. I oh want, yeah, they the, never he reference wrote it for Steve Buscemi. They never reference so his character's like, name what his is name is, be is or who Buscemi. he is. Yeah, which is the same with a lot of characters in this. Well, I, I will just... say uh, Steve Buscemi also appeared in Pulp Fiction in the very scene where this song was playing. <laughs> Uh, as as the uh, waiter dresses Buddy Holly, like Steve, can you get that CD out of your car? Is this the senior? Yeah, yeah, give us that CD out of your car. If anyone out there knows the correct pronunciation, please find us on Yelp. I, I should say in the right early, in. early Starling, nineties, there right were only Starling four songs letter. and two actors. So yeah, that's true. That's true. Right, let's sorry. jump into track four. This is a group making their first appearance on the podcast. This is Latin Playboys with Manifold de Amor. I think my ayahuasca just wore off. <laughs> wow, the, the tambourine and that Man. really tripped me out. That is a slog of a tune. Yeah. I really like that song. I mean, it reminds this me like of breaking like glass. A, a Buena Vista Social Club kind of. Uh, Although yeah. this is, it's a side project of Los Lobos. Yeah, it's like two of the members kind of like, well, yeah. I guess this justifies us to have our own band. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I like you know it's it's perfect movie music and actually for listening to music I like it quite a bit. I don't know why. I mean, um, Buena Vista Social Club's obviously Cuban music, and this is uh, I think Los Lobos is all like most mostly northern Mexican inspired. What, what scene yeah. is this uh, happening in in the film? Does anybody know? I'm not sure. I didn't take as good notes this time, <sighs> and they're. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure they're drinking. I could lie. There's a I lot of lie. early scenes where, like, Antonio Banderas is like, <laughs> yeah, what? I think he's like maybe hitchhiking to the town that yeah. he's gonna go kill everybody in. The trailer for this film like... is also fucking insane. I, <laughs> I haven't watched the movie in a while, but the trailer is just totally nuts. Uh, it, it's just insane. 
<laughs> this movie is great. I think this movie holds up. In a way that, it does. Like, it's a, a good, good movie. I, I enjoyed it. I had never seen it before. Uh, I owned it on DVD, and I watched it for the first time uh, in preparation for this podcast. And I enjoyed it. For the first time? For the first time. And I think it holds up. It's it's a fun romp, and sixty seven people get killed in it. And uh, yeah, it was it was good for great. him to make this, you know, before getting into Spy Kids. This was <laughs> yeah, this, this was perfect for him. Yeah, it was great prereq to Spy Kids. He learned was, uh, something about filmmaking. Maybe Sin City was in between the two. I can't remember. Okay. But there was also the like, yeah uh, the shark, career shark, of Robert Shark Rodriguez. Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I will say, like, you know, we can probably take a stab at what was happening during any of these songs. Like, well, they could be in a bar, they could be shooting, or they're just walking through a Mexican town. <laughs> like, I, th- this is I the think three this is happening. So it leads off with this Buscemi scene, and then, uh, and then there's a dream, and he wakes up in a hotel, and Buscemi shows up, and he's like, "Hey, I, w- I was at the neighboring town, and that's definitely a town we have to go to." So I think this is after that, and he's like hitchhiking with yeah. his guitar case, and it's kind of like a. It's like a fading in, fading out as he's going down the road. I believe it is. Guys, yeah. I have some good news for us for track five. Uh, mm-hmm. The next artist is uh, Latin Playboys. Oh. Again, with Forever Nightshade Mary. Don't want money. Don't want rings or fancy things. Only a star bright. To shine behind big clouds of joy Only a daydream Maybe a moonbeam Oh shit, Van, wake just up. Star the panning on this track just lulled me right to sleep. Sorry. Shout out to panning. Sorry, guys. The, the, uh, yeah. Panning making who, its first appearance on that the track. <laughs> a little bit of a precursor to Jack Johnson, probably. Okay. Yeah, very much so. His panning isn't quite as good, though. <laughs> this is original panning. It turns into a conversation about panning when we talk about albums and artists. What's their pan like? For the listeners out there, what's the don't know what panning is. What do we? What would we call panning? That's when the sound goes from right to left. Ah, We're talking about good. a left-right spread here. So yeah. So for all you listeners who didn't know that, that's good. To know, <laughs> maybe in post production we'll do a little example, example, <laughs> example, example. Latin Playboys. Well, not much to say about them anymore. Maybe we should just go into track six. Yeah. What do you guys think? Should we just? Yeah, I mean that, that was pretty straightforward. Uh, yeah, that was a nice little song. I like that song. I, you know, delicious. Hey man, by the Latin Playboys' album, they uh, they only, I don't know they, if they have had two. Oh, yeah, two they albums. had two. Uh, one in '94, like because of this movie, and then one called Dose in '99. Okay, so, yeah, there we go. I love it. Track six is Roger and the Gypsies with Pass the Hatchet. Ah! Snake and James Brown walk into a bar. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking like yeah, that's a pretty good song. Man. I will What's say, happening? I, so I a actually, guy, I love James that Brown song. Guy. What's the punchline to that joke? Uh, that's <laughs> probably <laughs> might be my favorite song on this album. Yeah. 
It's a song in preparation for this. And I was listening to things. I found myself listening to that song over and over. It's pretty short. Yeah. It's like mostly instrumental and just like a, like an early sixties dance track. It's yeah, fucking great. Yeah. Roger uh, and the gypsies. Yeah. And is there a rain stick that ever comes in? <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm in not the, a musician. That's during the break, man. But those were, it was, those were actual sounds of him getting bit by a rattlesnake. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, man, for the listeners at home, tell, tell everyone what a rain stick is. <laughs> well, you have a log full of beans. <laughs> and, you, and you nail into it with a hammer. And, and you turn, you turn it, it upside down, and all the beans go from one side to the other. And it sounds like rain. I remember those being very expensive, like weird <laughs> off-the-highway stores that oh, I would yeah, wander yeah. into when I was a kid. That they were, would all, sell like geodes and like They're completely necessary for folk music. Rain st- I always begged my family to buy me that rain <laughs> stick, and they always said, get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple rain sticks back in my day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> High roller. Oh, great. Yeah, it yeah. would have been like a terrible McDonald's like playground toy. <laughs> There's just like a ball pit and a bunch of rain sticks. <laughs> so this song was uh, 1965, which of course was probably the last time when you could be a guy named Roger, who you could name your backing track, uh, backing band, The Gypsies, yeah. unironically. <laughs> I don't know, man. A bunch of white guys playing guitar behind you. Hey, the Gypsies. <laughs> Uh, you move from town to town, I guess. Yeah. Well, who was it? Was it Sam? Ralph. Sam the Sham and the Sultans. Do you remember that guy? No. He's the guy that did Wooly Bully. Oh. And like Wooly Bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to say it was the Sultans or, or something of um, something similar, but <laughs> <laughs> but they dressed like Sultans. They dressed like each other. they all looked like genies. That's you great. know what's weird, Chris, is that. I think Wooly Bully was on the Wayne's World 2 soundtrack that we originally discussed. I think it was. I don't. Th- I think it was in the movie. I don't think it was on the soundtrack. Thank you, Caleb. Thanks for recognizing <laughs> that. I, I, think I, would I don't think that song was in the movie. Or in the soundtrack. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe the first one. Yeah. Uh, oh, maybe the first give one. Us yeah. a, give us an example of what that song sounds like, fan. Wooly Bully. Already. Yes. <laughs> what is that song? Why is why was oh, it made? Great, man. What Dude. was the target market for that song? We'll never Creepers. Know. Sam the Sham. His, his whole deal was he like couldn't sing. The songs for the creepers. <laughs> so they, they called him the Sham because they're like, hey, you're, you're pulling one over on everyone because you can't sing at all. Woolly bully. Woolly bully. So track seven. <laughs> Uh, returning uh, band so far in the episode. This is Los Lobos again with Bar Fight. So this is like a scored movie. Oh. Yeah. A lot so, of, a lot so of, we're getting gems. Yeah, Los Lobos came in to do a lot of original. Like we're talking Lobos for, nugs here. Got it. Pure Lobos nugs. Yeah, uh, they just were let loose on the frame. They were like, "You're gonna watch about three minutes of a bar fight." I, I jam out on this all day. <laughs> if I remember correctly, this is a scene where Banderas uh, like 
goes into the bar and just <laughs> kills everyone. Kills yeah, everyone. he's pretty much doing that. It's the that whole classic time. kind of scene in one of these like ridiculous movies yeah. where there's a bar fight and everyone dies. But it, yeah. except uh, for Selma Hayek's character, it, Catalina. There's like um, it's a bit of a twist on like uh, I guess it's a twist on like Hong Kong action. Yeah, where Antonio Banderas. Like, in the first scene, he's, like, presented, and there's a flashback of him being this total badass where he comes and he murders a bar full of people. Been badass. And this is, like, uh, this is the, the the real world version of that where he's kind of, like, a, not bumbling, but he's kind of a sloppy, lucky... He's just sliding around, and he just happens to, like, kind of accidentally kill everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which no, makes it's... it... It's, like, fun action. Yeah, because uh-huh. you do get to see, like him you know in some world as this badass that like yeah. can kill everyone that's with like drop of a hat and then... steve buscemi's like famous line the biggest mexican i've ever seen you know antonio Banderas is pretty small yeah, and yeah. so in the real yeah, world he yeah. kind of comes in and he's like yeah i, I told him you're pretty big by the way sorry about that <laughs> well his uh, head is big that's why he's a good actor <laughs> he does have a big head big face they all do Ooh. i'm just thinking of that show i think it's maybe on hulu it's called my cat from hell it's hosted by jackson galaxy it's the guy that shows up with a guitar case. Oh, and he, yeah. And he opens it up, it's and it's like full cat of cat whisper. toys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the cat whisper. Yeah. yeah. Um, I watched a little, uh, like, mini... Jackson Galaxy. <laughs> Just totally nuts. Shout out. Shout out to Jackson Galaxy. Yeah. I watched a little mini doc on uh, Robert Rodriguez filming this stuff, and he, uh, instead of storyboarding, he did some storyboard, but he would go to the location and, like, film as much as he could with just like people in plain clothes and like his friends and like acted out and Antonio gets like so into the action and he's like everyone's like calm down man you don't need to do it yet and he's like oh I'm sorry and he's like, you know, like trying to do it but yeah he, he, did, he did all his own stunts uh, for, this, for the most part I, it's great I I guess I remember seeing him Can't in um, Interview with a Vampire Yeah, I think that was probably the first time I saw him he was definitely in Philadelphia and like Mambo Kings maybe before this, but this was I think the first like uh, like big Antonio Banderas film well, he, that I in the U.S. He was in a bunch of Spanish. Yeah, movies. yeah, yeah. He was I'm like just I'm Alma thinking Dilbar. I'm just saying uh, movies that I saw. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, like I definitely watched uh, Philadelphia after I watched <laughs> this movie, but uh, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, he's Antonio Banderas is great, and he looks exactly the same now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. X versus Sever. He hadn't aged at all. <laughs> it was uh, Automata, like the I don't know if you watched that that weird uh, sci-fi movie. It was pretty good. Oh no, no, no. Oh. I recommend it. Atame, uh, tie me up, tie me down. Uh, it was a great Pedro Almodovar movie with uh, Antonio. He's done a lot of. He's a um, pretty big creep in that. In the, the, the skin, the skin, skin underneath, I, or what is it yeah, called? Skin I live in. Skin I live in. I get it confused so with that uh, um, Scarlett Johansson. Under the Skin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that movie's weird. Guys, they're, we they're got ju- to get okay. to the next track Let's here. Let's go. Right. This is track eight. This is Tito and Tarantula with Strange Face of Love. Rain so makes killer cry. He wants desperately to die. But fast and skillfully forget. He's back on the streets with no regrets Just take it like a man The strange face of love Bowski, without all the music, we could just like pump 
all this music into that movie and it would still be the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no one would. I'm getting some Lebowski no vibes here know. for some reason. Well, this is, uh, so Tito, Tito and Tarantula, uh, Tito Lariva, I think is his name. Um, I don't know if you guys know about this guy. I know he was used in the Dusk Till Dawn stuff again. He's in, he's in uh, this movie. This this movie what? This, this, when this song's playing is actually playing when his character's killed, <laughs> oh, which is he's a uh, uh, the guy. He's like kind of the second bad guy in the bar who's friends with Cheech Marin, and they're always interacting with oh, each yeah. other. He, they're always just giving each other looks. Like, should yeah. we kill these people he's, or should we yeah. not kill these people? Or? Marin Mudden, uh, Cheech, Cheech Marin, Cheech Marin. Cheech Marin. Uh, he's, I think he's really, so Tito's really good in this. And this is a scene where he's, he survives the bloodbath cause he's out doing something else. And then yeah. he's following, uh, Antonio Banderas down the street as the song's playing. And yeah. then it's like the first scene you see Salma Hayek and they turn around and yeah. Antonio Banderas like, uh, shoots him in the head well, with two guns at the same time. <laughs> Tito uh decides to wait till he's like uh I guess pushing the gun against him. Like I was yeah. like, do you not you have two, you have two guns and he waited to like literally be like He's a musician, a Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, what you... he was like right there. I was like, dude you had there's this long tracking shot of him just like following him like not yet. Not yet. He's, you know, an inch away by the time he pulls the trigger. <laughs> so Tito's, uh, I mean, he's a musician. He's been in a lot of, he's done a lot of music, a um, bunch of different bands, but his acting credits are pretty interesting. So we're going to run a few things. So he, his first role was in the Pee Wee TV show. Oh, I think Pee Wee's Playhouse. Uh, Q Pee Wee Herman music. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> And then here's one for Chris. He was in a band in Roadhouse. Nice. Um, the Double Deuce? Uh, yeah. Okay. And then he he was in From Best Till Dawn. Obviously, he was like part of the vampire band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was another Robert Rodriguez film. Um, he was in True Stories, the David Byrne film. One of my favorites. Ah, yes. And he is the one who plays the Virgil, song. Virgil, Texas. Uh, he performs the song Radiohead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which famously... There's some K- band K- that stole that, that, that name. Band, right? Yeah, is that yeah. an homage? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, you're saying he was in the band in the band in Roadhouse? As he, yeah, well? yeah. He was one of the bands in Roadhouse. I just saw Roadhouse for the first time the other day. I think uh, what a bizarre movie. Think, <laughs> greatest B movie of all time. Yeah. Really I love Roadhouse. I mean, because it's terrible. But. It's very, it's very direct. Very similar sort of thing. Like, where are the cops in Desperado? Where are yeah. the cops in Roadhouse? You know, just, uh, I mean, yeah, it's in fantasy. like a corrupt border town. I think it's more, it's more likely that there would not be any Game police presence. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, in Roadhouse, it doesn't make any yeah. sense. I own this town. Get out of here. He's just like, hey, I've, I, I have a problem with my bar. Come work for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll clean up your bar. Hey. And how much can that bar be making? It's like in the middle of Wyoming. Or yeah. what, what state is it in? I don't know. I, don't know. I, mean, I have no idea where they are. I thought the South. It had to be the South, right? Yeah, how much can you charge for a beer in a place like that? In the, in the 80s? Yeah, Ooh. like 50 cents. Yeah, <laughs> what decade are we talking here? Yeah. Dude, that's that crazy about Tito, though, man. He's he's touched. He's the uh, Forrest Gump of, of movies. <laughs> wow, movies and music. We've got a total lack of variety here with the next artist for track nine. This is Los Lobos again. Skip it with <laughs> Buchos Gracias Navayas attacks.
spaghetti western. Neo spaghetti western. <laughs> <laughs> Spaghetti Western Noir. <laughs> Thanks, Los Lobos. We appreciate that. I was, so, I mean, Bucho, it is, it Bucho, is really, uh... Bucho is the is the guy that uh, is the drug lord uh, mm-hmm. that uh, Antonio Banderas's character is trying to get revenge on. Yes. in the film, yeah, Success. kind of like a. <laughs> Revenge by proxy. Yeah. A, he just he has hard feelings his men, about the death of his lover. Yeah, his men had something to do with the, yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, the knee bones connected to the it's, leg bone connected to the foot. Come on, dude. You know, really, that bullet didn't have a name on it, man. It's definitely an excuse. Just to, like you were saying, it's a spaghetti western. It's the man with no name rolling into Neo the... spaghetti western noir. Running into like the border town and he just comes in. And that's, you know, he, he literally has no name. It's yeah. like, this is a movie with... Very few characters have names. Right, yeah. Uh, Steve Buscemi is called Steve Buscemi. Uh, one of them is in the title of this song, uh, Navajas, and that's uh, Danny Trejo's character, but he doesn't have a name in the movie. He doesn't so, have any lines. No, he doesn't have any lines. But he's great in the movie. Oh, yeah. He plays himself as, uh, he as he's one to do. He doesn't need lines when he has that many lines on his face. <laughs> this is definitely the first Take time that, I ever Trejo. saw Danny Trejo. Shots fired. So he, he was in Heat, right? But I think that was later uh maybe he wasn't in heat he, he they literally his story is like they're like hey we need like a scary guy and yeah. then they found him they're like just stand there um he was in some uh movie with gary Busey. i can't remember the name of it right <laughs> oh, now no we don't speak of gary Busey. <laughs> why not uh <laughs> why is that wasn't he in the buddy holly movie <laughs> yeah he is buddy Danny holly, is buddy holly. <laughs> uh yeah, but, was, but Danny like a... Trejo as Buddy Holly would be better. <laughs> <laughs> much, much better casting. Day. Let's make that movie. Uh, but yeah, he was like a thug <laughs> in a bunch of different movies, and then like I think Heat, he had like a bigger role, and then like just sort of, and then he he kind of came into his own and owned it, and he's you know he's great. Yeah, well, I mean Robert Rodriguez and... was the one who did El Ma- uh, Machete. Yeah, and which Machete is, which kills. Is the, yeah, the, like the starring. The first starring roles for Danny Trejo, I think. Oh, it's Machete is so great. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> that could be an idea great for soundtrack. a TV. Chris and I had an idea for a TV show one time that is still still in development. <laughs> yeah. Chris and Nick's Road to Fame. Yeah, uh, where it's all about these ulterior casting scenarios that could have happened, and um, our tagline is "We got to make that movie." We got to make that movie. <laughs> call up Robert. Yeah, he's, call he's, up Robert. There's he's, no more Spy Kids. That- <laughs> It has yeah. to be the, the green screen uh, Buddy Holly story oh, <laughs> starring Danny Trejo. I mean, if shot it, exclusively in Austin. If Adult Swim doesn't have enough weird programming out there, we can <laughs> certainly do a pitch. All right. What's the, what's our, are we at track number 10? Well, yeah, we're at track 10. We've got um, <laughs> Bulletproof by Los Lobos. Drop D. Hell yeah. Drop C. <laughs> Drop A. <laughs> fuck it. Ooh. Uh, there is a. Uh, I feel like there is a chance that Los Lobos just like. 
threw in a few ones. We're like, let's throw in some like fake songs just to fuck with them and see if it goes. <laughs> like, yeah, bang on this box for a sec. I'll jangle and then like one take, well, do it. <laughs> well, Chris, that's how you score a movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You've just hit the work. nail on the head. Oh, no, nice. no, no, no. They're like roll tape. Yeah. It's intentional. Yeah, keep yeah. this up. Keep this up. We'll just fade it out. There's a new uh, Holy Ghost music video that came out like sometime in the past couple of weeks, and the music video is a, you know, like the narrative arc of mixing a song, recording a song, mastering a song in a music video, and it's just a reminder of how ridiculous the whole process is. I would say, you know, it is very much like that. It's just a game. It's like. Every time. Yeah, that works. I mean, we're getting paid, and uh, we got to get this done, and we have a deadline. And yeah. yeah, that's the sound. That sounds great. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to exist. We're not Steely Dan. <laughs> we don't have those drugs, and we don't have that budget, and we don't have those players, and we don't have those studios. <laughs> but yeah, on a positive note, we are about halfway through the century. <laughs> All right. Uh, shall we take a break and come oh, back yeah. with a uh, a little gamey game? Ooh. Come back with a game, everybody. Oh, Someone great. has a game prepared. We'll I've been find dying out. to play a game. Oh, man. We will be back after this. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Tracklisting Podcast. Uh, we want to hear from you. So if you've got a soundtrack recommendation, a suggestion, a review, uh, did I mispronounce something, or uh, if you just want to hurl insults at us, or you just want to say, hey, uh, please reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram at Tracklisting Podcast, Twitter at Tracklisting Pod, or email us at tracklistingpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, uh, why don't you tell a friend that you think might enjoy it as well? Uh, or maybe tell two. Yeah. And they tell two friends. And, and they, they tell, tell two, two friends. friends. And they <laughs> tell two friends. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's how you start a movement. Yeah. And also, uh, if you like the recommendations we've got, uh, you can check out our official track listing playlist on Spotify. Oh, yeah. Tell, tell people about the, the playlist on Spotify, and then they'll tell two friends. And, and they'll, they'll tell, tell two, two friends. friends. <laughs> we love y'all. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Track Listing, wow. the podcast. <laughs> Featuring Van Hughes as our guest. Hey! Gee whiz! Hey, Van! <laughs> Tinsel Town Tins! Tinsel Town Tins! Hey! And uh, your other host, Paul, um, what's his name? Rudd! Rudd! <laughs> oh my god, I see Paul Rudd over there. Hey, Paul, how's it going? <laughs> well, so, oh my gosh, look, there's Hoobastank in full force. All the members of Hoobastank are here. Starring Paul... Wait, what was his last name? Rudd! Paul Rudd! Oh my gosh, right. hot. That is a hot mic out in the field tonight. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, we'll fix that in post. Thanks so much to Chris Darden. We come back to Caleb Brown. Any, uh, any news, Caleb? I heard a rumor that before we get back into the soundtrack that we have a game that Nick's put together for us. I have got a game for you guys. This is a, a, an old game, a throwback game. Of covers blown. Oh, oh. covers blown. Sometimes covers happen in unlikely places, and we like to exploit that here on track listing. So uh, I'm going to read you a song and a potential list of people that have covered said song. So all you got to do is uh, tell me who you think covered the song. Got it. Sounds good. Yeah. So jumping into round one, let's, just, ready, let's just get in there. So the uh, the classic song, Redemption Song, by... 
uh, by Bob Marley? Yes, Bob Marley. Okay. Was Redemption Song covered by A, Michael McDonald, B, Hall & Oates, mm-hmm. or C, Eric Clapton? All right, let's I'm get a side table here. I'm going to say C. Are you going to say Eric Clapton? Yeah, why not? Okay. Van, <laughs> Van's locked in with Eric Clapton. Uh, that seems like something he would do. Michael Just, McDonald. Yeah. Who was the number two? Uh, we got a Hall & Oates at number Hall two. Hall & Oates. Daryl Hall and John Oates. John Oates. I'm a little like uh, disturbed because I've definitely heard a cover of this by Joe Strummer and uh, Johnny Cash. Oh, so dear. I was hoping that that came up. I'm yeah. sorry for your loss, but you're going to have to decide between these three. Hall and Oates, Michael McDonald. Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. Redemption song by Bob Marley. I'm going to do Michael McDonald. I think he um, he might have had the audacity to do it. Uh, I'm also going to say Michael McDonald. Okay, so that's an A-A-C. You said the Eric Clapton, I think. Eric Clapton. Yeah, I'm sticking with Eric Clapton. Clapton. Van has notoriously always gone with Eric Clapton. (laughs) It's an impulse choice. In any game we've ever played here on that. (laughs) Well, he's done a lot. (laughs) So here is your answer to round one. Oh, definitely Michael. <laughs> Although I gotta say, it's like he's doing an Eric Clapton impression right now. It's very Clapton-esque. Let's just wait for the chorus here, everybody. He's good, right? I told you we should come to the concert. My old lady loves this. We should leave early so we beat the parking. I think we can meet him after this. He, Nick, he, he's really good with fans. Oh, Michael. Oh, man. It sounds like a mega church jam. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally mega church. Dude, that is pure mega church. That's I'm, a, pe- I'm a big fan of mega church. <laughs> Wait, I've been buying Michael McDonald water. <laughs> Oh, shit. Alright, Nick, thanks for putting yeah. together that game. That I guess was an awesome uh, game. I guess I yeah. Well there's Chris, uh, there's two more rounds, uh, guys. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, Sorry <laughs> to inform you. <laughs> so for round two, uh, we have the classic song uh, by Joy Division, uh, Love Will Tear Us Apart. We all know how that goes. Uh, can we get a can we get a demonstration, Ben? No. Uh, Van is singing in the key of D major Which is the key of the original song Also to note um, Michael McDonald's uh, cover Was in B flat major Supposed to C major. So, uh, yeah. For those keeping score. For yes. all you uh, major minor fans out there. Yeah. Shedding <laughs> listeners left and right. There we go. Any listeners at the Los Lobos couldn't kick free from this episode. We want to get it yeah, down to zero. Way technical in the game. <laughs> this podcast is for us and us only. All right. So for round two, Love Will Tear Us Apart. Love Will Tear Us Apart. Was Love Will Tear Us Apart covered by Blink 182? Death Cab for Cutie mm. or Fallout Boy? I think I'm thinking Fallout Boy or Death Cab. I don't feel like Blink 182. I'm leaning on Death Cab. On I'm, Death Cab? I'm going Death Cab. I haven't heard any of these covers. I've heard covers of it, but. I, I want to go Death Cab too. 3B. 
All right, we're locking it in. All it's unanimous. Oh, unanimous right. with Death Cab. This Jeopardy Trap remix will be cut short. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's locked in for Death Cab. Huh? I think so. Okay. I feel like that's right up their wheelhouse, you know? Fall Out Boy, believe what they do. Here's a cover of Love Will Tear Us Apart. That's Fall Out Boy. That is Fall Out Boy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so sorry to it everyone was, out there. Death Cab was wishful oh, thinking. Yeah, I know. That, it sounds good. <laughs> it should be illegal what these guys are doing. Nick, thanks so much for putting a game together tonight. Yeah, man. Let's get really back to game. the soundtrack. So uh, we have one more round. Oh, oh, wow. oh what? Uh, what? Sometimes uh, when you uh, make up these things, you got to make sure. And sometimes the things you make up are real. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a sad life that we all live. Fallout oh, Boy. Oh, that's a great original song, too, by Joy Division. Oh, yeah. it's one of my favorite songs, which oh, makes me hate that. Reaching Fallout number Boy 13 in the UK singles chart. You know what? I didn't out. hate that. I didn't hate that Fall Out Boy. What? Was, you know. <laughs> that is all snare drum. I did. That is all snare drum. <laughs> I think it was a, there was a tambourine or something in the background they could have gotten liked? rid of. Uh, oh. but <laughs> like, the, that, that was the part that, that was, was the part of <laughs> Not his vibrato. Not his... <laughs> There's anyway. something about that vibrato that brings me back. The only to, thing uh, I could, the only thing could, I was driving. like, I, I hate this. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> I can't even do it. That's the thing. Chris no always shouts us to the uh, intricacies of percussion. <laughs> so for round three, round three. All right, we have. Uh, I'll give you the band name here. You tell me the song for uh, for a half point. Uh, the band is Wild Cherry. Oh. uh... Is it you, you sexy thing? It is the song Play That, Play that Funky, funky music, music. music. Play White That Funky Boy. Music is the name of the track. Play That Funky Music. Okay. Yes. Uh, and it's been covered. Many a times. Not my favorite track. <laughs> <laughs> but it has been covered. Has Play That Funky Music been covered by Vanilla Ice, Run DMC, or Smash Mouth? I know the answer to this question. <laughs> you must recuse yourself. I recuse. Jacques. Jacques. Play that uh, funky music. Vanilla Ice. Run. D. Dot. M. Dot. C. Dot. I'm like bracing for Smash a cover Mouth. that's mostly sampled. Ah, I'm gonna I, say Run I DMC. Say, I wanna, I'm gonna say Run DMC. Okay. It sounds weirdly familiar. I haven't made okay. any of the other ones correct. Why not? <laughs> uh, Why I, get stingy I, now? Chris, you guys locked in? Yeah, you're we're locked, locked in. in. Give it's it to a us. psychological uh, game. The answer is Vanilla Ice. Uh, I'm so confident in it. I'm gonna talk like this. But um, <laughs> it was his breakthrough hit, and then he had you know collaborate and listen whatever. Ice um, Ice. Ice Ice Baby. Yeah, yeah. Which Suge Knight shook him down for the right side. I don't know. We might have to take a listen. We might not even have to listen to this. We might just... uh... Go Ninja, go Ninja, (laughs) go. Yeah, of course. How (laughs) could I forget the Ninja Turtles 2? Go Ninja. This is a cover by someone of Play That Funky Music. Round three. I wouldn't break. 
Vanilla. Hey. Smells like vanilla. Keeping it. Pure vanilla. <laughs> this is pure. This is pure trash. <laughs> Listen to that synth bass, huh? He wouldn't even. Crowd goes mild on this track, guys. <laughs> Real mild. He really didn't have the rapping thing down yet. You know. He had his persona. He's been doing the same thing forever. Hey, Chris, uh, congratulations. You're taking home a win. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah! buddy. Who do you think you are? I Hometown am. hero. The trophy stays stays at home. Oh, I needed that win, guys. That was a, that was a big big W for old Darden. Thank you. Thank okay, you for the okay, game. okay. All right, all right. Excellent. I'd like to thank Excellent everybody game. for the game. <laughs> Let's jump right back into the soundtrack here. This is Carlos Santana with Bella. Oh. Shreds off the bat. (laughs) (laughs) What we're learning is that the percussion is integral to the soundtrack. Are we sure that this isn't an Ariel Pink song? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, now we're sure. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Uh, we're talking pre-Rob Thomas Santana here. This is late oh, late 80s Santana. Yeah. It's kind of Ladies shocking Santana. that uh, that late 80s Santana makes it into a, a movie in the mid-90s soundtrack. <laughs> it's so... This is like the sex scene. Yeah. Well, he's this cultural. Is the, this is Santana the... is cultural to this movie, I think. <laughs> I, cultural? cultural? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Hispanic of some sort. I've always pictured Santana. I don't know if it's true. Maybe it's just dreams I've had of like if you're doing a session with him and you're the the food runner, it's always just like some nightmare situation with like getting him the right food. (laughs) (laughs) It's just always been in my brain. Santana, if tuna is on the plate, he won't eat it. You have to separate. You can't have tuna anywhere near his sandwich. What I want you to do. Just go get me an Israeli salad. <laughs> Keep the plate quarantined. We did have Santana on the uh, the Big Lebowski episode, but uh, Oh Yeah, Come oh. was not uh, featured on the actual soundtrack. But it is in the movie. That's that's some gratuitous Santana soloing, soloing happening oh, yeah. right there. So this, this weird Santana song... Uh, so the album was a solo Santana record. Maybe his first? This is not Santana the band. And this was the album that he won his first Grammy for, which uh, was for like instrumental rock performance or something, which I think puts you in a pretty narrow pool. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's, I can hear people <laughs> yeah. singing on like this Santana track. Has so all I feel the like Grammys. Kinda, yeah, he's got all the Grammys. He definitely got like pipelined into like, oh, there's an album with like some random singing on it, but it's Santana. I think Smooth is still winning Grammys. <laughs> people are, people are going to be fucking to this song in like three years still. I don't know. It's still on the charts. It's still <laughs> number saw, one. This fucking, uh, this album won a Grammy in 89. I think it came out in 87. I don't understand how that. <laughs> Just didn't didn't hit the American charts uh, yet, Carlos. The Santana Grammys was, are the biggest joke of a yeah, fucking. Of course like, they are. Oh man, we can't even get into that. Uh, we got we got to we, we got to talk about the sex scene for a hot second though. Oh okay, uh, it is it's hilarious. Uh, I mean, like you think it's almost a joke for a hot second, but like it isn't. Like it's just it, 
90s sex scenes are very uh there's a lot of like fade in fade out and then they like you know there's like the curves of her body and i then, feel like, like there's a lot of red lights yeah there, there's candles there's so many candles <laughs> and then there's he brings the spurs that he wears everywhere. Oh yeah, and then he rolls the spurs over like the curves oh. of her butt, and I was like, "Those have like been on the ground. Like, you <laughs> shouldn't. How did you bring those into the bed and unhinge them off your boots in order to do this?" But. <laughs> the spurs are a big thing in this movie. Spurs are the you never, you never see any horses. <laughs> Does that yeah. make any sense? Oh, it's a it's a mariachi sort of thing. To, everyone's got spurs. It's, it's a style. Yeah, it's a style. It's a real style. But, I, I do think this was the Spurs were responsible for like you know, there's a lot of like jangly stuff in the 90s like if you were walking everyone had like wallet chains ch- yeah there's like chains jangling remember that was like a big thing that you, I was like you attach them to your jinkos yeah. we were all just oh, a yeah. society of janitors yeah, I, I had three chains for one wallet I know, yeah. <laughs> nothing was in it but like I remember like putting more change in my pockets so I could get like a jangle in I was wearing yeah. carpentry pants I had two loops for like a hammer on my pants it was wild it's a wild time time. guys on track 12 we have an actor from the film making swooping in on a performance here this is selma hayek with kedate aki kedate aki en mis brazos kedate aki para mí y no me digas que me amas no me digas que me adoras dime solo que te quedas una vida junto a mí if I've said it once so far on this episode, I'll say it again. The Big Lebowski. <laughs> the scene where he goes in to mod Julian Moore's character. Oh, the, the, this yeah. is a Universe B Lebowski soundtrack. I promise you. Yeah. Just, is there anything Salma can't do? You know, she can. You had that bracelet too, sing. growing up. Yeah. What would Salma do? What, Dude, would, uh, what, what no? I, what can she no, do? What would Salmonella do? Don't get me started on Salma. Oh. I, I, she's <laughs> she's great. Yeah, she's the best. This was she's a, she's a fantastic. I think this is her thing. first like big American film because it's funny yeah. she was in From Dust Till Dawn. Yes. in like an almost non-speaking role, whereas mostly naked. Half naked. It's kind of Salma's. That's kind of style. Unfortunately. Well, I'm just like uh, from Dustal Dawn came out a couple years later, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and even off of the back of this, she was still like a pretty unknown actress in in America. Yeah, I would she's, say she's great, man. She did a, uh, a tiny, ageless, beautiful person. Come on, yeah, she's ageless. So- Ageless. Dude, she's hilarious. Oh, still, in a, she could in film that rock. sex scene today, and it would look exactly the same. <laughs> Five two, five two. Uh, I don't know if you remember uh, Wicked Wild West. Uh, she's oh, in no. that. That was uh, her, maybe probably her biggest role she was in. Uh, uh, Dogma as a stripper. I was say, that was what I thought but, of immediately. She's, Wild Wild West, uh, dire- like directed a, by uh, the director of Men in Black. Yeah. Um, Frida, of course, was her. I think she was nominated for an Oscar for Frida. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes Four Rooms. Um, she kind of sings. Tarantino, I shout out to last, the last room. 
The last of the four rooms. Well, I think Rodriguez <laughs> did one of the, of the rooms. Yeah. Rodri- did. Rodriguez did. did the room with Antonio Banderas. Yeah. He imme- they immediately oh, like, yeah. left filming this to go do <laughs> the room. <laughs> one where uh, right. the, room. the kids find the bed hooker oh, <laughs> between yeah, the yeah, mattresses. It's a great family romp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's fun for the whole fam. Man, Tim she, Roth. I, she kind of sings. She has like four or five songs. <laughs> they're all like in movies. They're going to say four or five notes. Kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, I have some good news. Uh, track <laughs> 13 is Los Lobos with rooftop action. Los Lobos! Ooh. Los Lobos! soundtracks with score elements in it and even though a lot of this is like quote-unquote score i would say this is the best movie score in my opinion that we've heard so far they save it for the rating man <laughs> just no, like no, 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 you're right I, I'm, I'm right there with you i feel like van and nick aren't on board oh, you, you, want me to, you want me to bring out another few obscure facts about los lobos <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and uh, jump right into track 14 <laughs> los which lobos is... means wolf <laughs> the wolves. The wolves. The wolf pack. Okay, so and here's the thing: they travel in packs. That's why there are. This is the, the wolves with phone call. Kino, are you there? You and Kampada. How, how quick can you get to the city? Wait, can we do this song from the top again oh, with sorry. the uh, Matthew McConaughey style voiceover from the Lincoln ads? <laughs> Let's try it. It's like, it would be. You may not ever ride in the backseat. Well, well, hell, maybe you should. <laughs> <laughs> I like money. That's why I'm doing this ad. I squint. <laughs> Because I can barely see. <laughs> However, it's, like a, it's a very touching song to play in the background while he invites two like sociopaths to come to this town. Yeah, that immediately die for him. That's <laughs> like, like a really that is the intro song to the show Branded in Lebowski. Branded. Branded. Again, we are at Lebowski. Yeah. Los Lobos um, is nailing it and probably should have scored the Big Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, they got the Gypsy Kings to do the cover of Hotel California. <laughs> uh, there was there was this huge buildup to him calling his friends because they're mentioned earlier uh, by Steve Buscemi, and he's like, "Why don't you Why don't you call your psycho friends Kino and Campa?" And then they like then they end up showing up after this phone call, and you look at them and you're like. Am I supposed to know these guys? Like, I guess, well, well I guess Kino was one of yeah, the... Yeah, was, uh, was the original mariachi. Was the original mariachi. And they, or maybe Kampa. And I they think. both show up in the dream sequence in the beginning. Yes. Playing uh, playing the regular guitars, but they come up, they show up with, like, the cartoonishly crazy uh, guitar cases. Yeah, one... For, like, the big action scene. One has a rocket launcher in it, and the other, the other two have uh, machine guns, which, like... 
just bring the machine gun. <laughs> just yeah. bring the rocket launcher. And he does a cool like side uh, squat while he shoots the rocket launcher every time. I'm like, I don't know if you need to do that. Then they both die. It was the 90s. <laughs> it was, it, yeah, it's I think true. He did that. It was very stylized, but... I did think about like how many people uh, Antonio has killed based on like his, you know, crazy vengeance scheme. I was like, dude, you're just getting all your friends and loved ones killed. Stop it! And you, then <laughs> you ended up killing your own brother. Spoiler alert! Oh, Bucho! Bucho is his brother. The last four songs on this track. Oh man, so many recurring artists here. Uh, track 15 is Tito and Tarantula back again with White Train Showdown. Let's play. Let's do that one again with uh, some James Franco movie that was never made. So it would Let's be play. like the black key. The black keys is James Franco. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a scene where his, his friends die. It's like the big showdown. At this point, I should say that Tito, the actor, has been dead for about forty-five minutes. Yeah. yeah. By the time he like jumps back onto the soundtrack. That's true. That's true. But he's back, baby, on the soundtrack. <laughs> Shredding that guitar. Uh, it's a good soundtrack. I mean, they're not pulling any punches, that's for sure. <laughs> it works really well. I I think everybody should watch the movie and enjoy. Uh, I'm just going to let you... Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. I was going to say, the uh, little kid gets injured in this one, too. The little kid that uh, Antonio is like teaching how to play guitar oh right is a drug mule right just doesn't doesn't run for cover <laughs> well it's funny okay so when i was a kid i remember watching this and being really pumped up when his friends show up and have the like the weird guitar cases with the missile yeah. launchers and the machine guns the iconic and i was scene. like this is badass and then i was really disappointed with how quickly they die but like rewatching as an adult you're like struck by the fact that Antonio Banderas survives because he's the one who's like hiding behind things because he's like a real person. Yeah. And he's the one who he like uh, runs to he save the kid. immediately ducks for cover and then runs for the kid. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like a little bit of a, I don't want to say like a morality tale, but it's a way of like, you know, the, the, there's, there's a reason why the, the fucking psychopaths go in like guns blazing and die. It makes sense. And there's also a line like before that, it's like, I can't call them. They'll, they'll destroy the entire town. And so like, there is like a, an element of like, maybe they are these kind of cartoonish, like just they'll kill anybody you at. All I did was call and was like, Hey, yeah, yeah. bring your guitar cases. Like, and they're no. killing everyone that. Antonio Banderas' rationale for revenge is so thin at this point, and then he just, like, brings his friends in for no reason. Yeah. I guess when Steve Buscemi gets killed, that's, like, the the bigger reason. Yeah. He's like, I got, there's nothing to, there's nothing anymore here. I don't know. Guys, I gotta let you know about the next artist on this soundtrack for track 16, Tito and Tarantula. Tito? Tito! Tito! (laughs) Tito again. Fuck. Back to the house that was built. This track is uh, 4 minutes and 41 seconds long. Mm-hmm. 
this law and order? <laughs> Sounds like a Jeff Buckley side project there for a moment. I don't know what kind of vibe I'm getting. That's like the... uh, Caleb just looked at me with the most sour (laughs) face. (laughs) Jeff Buckley? (laughs) No one talks about my Buckley like that. That's my Buckley. No way. My Buck. Uh, No, I was just going to say, that's the the closing uh, song to the movie. Yeah. Bucho's already dead. Mm Mm-hmm. Everybody's dead. Bucho. So, uh, spoiler. Yeah, yeah, Bucho. Just for us. So there is uh, a little bit of a a factoid here, I guess. Uh, This initially was getting like an X rating because of how violent it was. And there is some deleted scene. I couldn't find it online. But of uh, there's like a shootout with uh, Bucho and all his sort of things. And apparently that's really violent. But in the, the final cut... You see him like Antonio just pulls out his guns and it fades to white, and they go to the hospital and he's checking up on the kid. And then there's this song where he's like hitchhiking again, and Salma Hayek pulls up in the car. So they're they almost got an X, I guess, which is you know oh from like the from the gratuitous scene? violence. Yeah, because the, there was oh. a ton of editing that had to take place to to not get the X rating. I will say that the okay. the ending is like a huge letdown. <laughs> A little bit, but at least he picks up that guitar case. You know, like I might. <laughs> that was my favorite people. part as a kid when he had that guitar case yeah. with, the, with the guns. I was just Dude, so I, jazzed on that. Yeah, it was the coolest thing. While we're talking about Bucho, this is uh, there's a thing in modern movies where everybody has to be the funniest person. Uh, in this movie, like Steve Buscemi is hilarious, like Cheech Marin's hilarious, Antonio Banderas is like eh, not really. I mean, he has funny parts. But Bucho is like a great villain. He's so funny. No, he's really, he's really fucking funny, and he's scary. Like, it's it's hard to write a character that's like menacing and funny at the same time, especially in a film like this. That's not like, uh, I don't know. It, it it's a it's a film that's very particular in its tone, where it's like fun and is violent, but it's not really like uh, in, intense, like scary intense. But like the bad yeah. guy, and you would recognize the actor from I remember from Clear and Present Danger. I mean, he's been in a bunch of movies, but he's so fucking good in this. Also, a shout out to Antonio Banderas' hair in the film. Oh, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful mane of hair. I, I will <laughs> say, locks. on the topic of Bucho, uh, Raul Julia, uh, who most people know as Gomez Adams. Back to <laughs> yeah, Bucho. Back to Bucho. Was originally given the, uh, the, they asked him to be El Bucho. Or, or Bucho. I remember him as uh, M. Bison. M. Bison, of course. <laughs> yeah. Which, oh my god, wow. <laughs> he was given the thing initially, and he ends up being Antonio Banner's cousin, or his brother. So, like, it would have completely changed the movie. It's like, uh, El Mariachi, what are you doing on my campus? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would have been completely insane. But I think this actor nailed it. And I'm like, Raul Julia, who's an amazing actor, but like, it would have not been okay. Dude, it would the have brother been a thing, different. first of all, Antonio Banderas is, is, in my mind, very clearly Spanish. In, a, in standing out in a Mexican, yeah. like a film of Mexican people, and I feel like uh, El Bucho is like South American. That actor feels very. He doesn't feel Mexican either. He looks like he's from Mexico City. Maybe. Like, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Somebody told me that one time. He's like, "Yeah, you look like you're from Mexico City," and I was like, "I don't." Okay. It would, <laughs> it would seem weird to lose touch of your brother 
so completely that you didn't realize that he was like either dealing drugs or went by the nickname El Bucho or I don't know. Like, <laughs> or, the, or in the town over that you hitchhiked to? I think that there is an entire generation of filmmakers that had their minds ruined by Star Wars where they had to, like, in every story, everybody had to, had to be secretly twist. related yeah. and, like, <laughs> it's all, like, this fucking family thing. It's like, first of all, this you're just remaking, like, a... Uh, you know, for a fistful of dollars or whatever. Yeah. This is just like a man comes into a town and tries to kill everybody for for no reason. Yeah. Like, you don't have to have some twist where it was fate all along. Or I don't know. Yeah, he absolutely could have just not wanted to kill him because at the end he'd been like, what's the point? You know, yeah, it's instead like, it's like, that's it's my I, brother. I, I don't even know this guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know this guy. Man. If you came into town and you're like, oh, this is a guy that the guy kind of worked for or maybe the guy worked for the guy that worked for him. Apparently, I've been to a few towns by now, and then you show up, and it's like, oh, and it's my brother. You'd be like, ah, what? How did I not know this? Sorry, man. I I didn't even know it was you. <laughs> well, sometimes you gotta let love rain, just like Los Lobos did with track seventeen. I've gone see the Gypsy. Elvis Costello. Yeah, right? I like that track. That might be my favorite so far. I like that fucking bass line. It's very Elvis Costello. Los Lobos, man. Los Lobos. That's some more That's some more credits music. I um, I did have the um, original, I guess the, the first song we listened to. I forgot to mention this. Uh, mislabeled as the Gypsy Kings on my Winamp uh, way oh. back. Oh, nice. <laughs> what was your skin? Uh, dude, I had so many. Oh, <laughs> man. I had so many I, I was skins. Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh, dude, nice. Smurf skin. Yeah, dude. Oh, Smurf. Dude, all blue all the time. Winamp. <laughs> oh, I miss skins. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we are pulling in uh, real quick to track 18 on the soundtrack. The last track. Is it Los Lobos? Is it Los Lobos? <laughs> uh, track 18 is Los Lobos with Mariachi Sweets. This is the, uh, the track where the dads light their joints. <laughs> this is very Santana. Yeah, there's always one in every concert. This is more Santana than the Santana song. Yeah, very true. This is very smooth. It's like that butterfly Santana record I have. Uh, Wealth. Wealth. Well, I think think, uh, Los Lobos killed it, guys. Wolf. Good job, Los Lobos. I think they killed it. It's versatile. Los Lobos. Yeah. Is I have the, like anxiety because I feel like it didn't. Maybe this soundtrack didn't lend itself well to an episode necessarily, but I think it's a really good soundtrack. It, we'll it, get to well, it in we'll the ratings. We'll see about that we'll when we rate this. We'll get it to the ratings, but Los Lobos, like I, uh, 
I, I have not done like a deep dive it's into okay, Los Lobos. Okay. I think a lot of their music is more kind of Nortenia, like Banda that uh, mm-hmm. derived from like the, it, it was the German polka musicians that yeah. came into Northern Mexico. And you've got all those like, her, uh, I mean, like, uh, accordions, uh, accordions and stuff like that, and which is, it's so funny that it's, like, that's <laughs> where it landed. You know well, I, mean? I think they, a lot of them came in to start the breweries. That's why a lot mm-hmm. of the Mexican beer is so good. Mm-hmm. And why they have a bunch of like, uh, like Tecate with the disturbing eagle on it yeah um <laughs> very iron eagle on very the very nazi on type yeah. of uh, mexican beer eagle but uh eagle's big in mexican culture as well but i i really like the los lobos tracks on this album i think that they're i probably like them more than like their actual like albums yeah That's I, totally I agree fair. cinematic music is, is always better than somebody being like check out this pop song i think you should hear you well, because it just lends itself to more of a storytelling and yeah, I don't know, it just gives you more to hear, I think. Well, like Los Lobos, they were, I think they were trying to marry like the, the Northern Mexican kind of banda music with, uh, like that weird, like late eighties blues, like honky tonk blues that I hate so much that it, like was really mm-hmm. a thing that I don't, that completely disappeared. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, like it's okay. It's tough. Like for... the Stones, Honky Tonk Blues. No, no, like, uh, like we did the cocktail soundtrack, and there was like a like a Rycooter track, and like some. Uh, I... It's like heavy with the harmonica. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, then like, the, like way overproduced. It's like, like yeah. synthy Zydeco un- music, un- underwritten, overproduced. Yeah, like <laughs> oh, yeah. synthy Zydeco. There's a new. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm serious though. We're, like, we're gonna have to. Yeah. We gotta we're rate all, their we're sucker. We're all talking about the same thing on a scale of <laughs> zero to fifteen stars. Um, I'll start. I'll start things off. All right, Chris. What, what do you think? What do you think of this soundtrack? I think, as a scored soundtrack, uh, fairly scored. I think this is a. Um, Worth a thirteen point two because <laughs> I don't know why fans listen. I like I like I this rating. Take some tomato stars away for the lack of um, variety on it. Yeah, um, and just you mean you so, add tomatoes? So many Wait. lobos. Could you imagine actually though if this film did have a variety score? One oh, yeah, song yeah, by yeah. Willie Nelson. No, I mean, one song by Britney Spears. I mean that's that way. No, I mean Aaliyah. like I mean maybe just not have uh, nineteen lobos on the. It's a lot of lobos. There's a lot of lobos. It's a whole pack of lobos, and they're mean, and I'm scared. Um, no, I think. Um, Thirteen point two because I it, it honestly it fits the vibe of the soundtrack or it, it, the soundtrack fits the vibe of the movie, um, and it's like I, I would put this on in the background and just like listen to it straight because it's it's very vibey you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I think it it does its job <laughs> Los Lobos should have been paid in full I think they got 13. paid 2. they probably got paid I yeah, hope they bad. got paid Los Lobos if you didn't probably not I think the budget was only a Los few Lobos million right. it, was, it was 7 million which was notoriously a thousand times higher than what uh, Robert Rodriguez made El Mariachi for which was 7,000 oh wow I think the budget for Desperado was around 7 million I think it was three million, but maybe with uh, promotion. And then it brought in twenty-five million. Great job! It was. That's a great movie. You go. Uh, 
I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this album like a twelve point six. Uh, it's funny. It's like front loaded with a bunch of great stuff. It it feels like very much an album like of a piece, which at first is really impressive because you have a Dire Straits song from the '70s, which fits like seamlessly in with Los Lobos and and the Tito and Tran- Tito and Tarantula songs. Uh, you have like the very Pulp Fiction-y tracks, and there's uh, I think my favorite track was the Pass the Hatchet. Um, it does the second half of the album gets very homogenous, uh, cause it's all Los Lobos and Tito. Uh, but I, I mean, I like the movie. I love the soundtrack. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Um, good rating. Good rating. Great. Probably a better soundtrack than, than a pick to do on this podcast. So I apologize for that. <laughs> no, but, uh, but thanks everybody you for You self-conscious about it. I feel like it was a great pick. Uh, I Maybe too many Lobos, as I said earlier. But... Never apologize. It's a sign of <laughs> yeah, weakness. That's right. On the that's podcast. Right. I was going to say, true. before we forgot, that there, there is a sequel to this movie that we haven't mentioned at all, which is not Once great. Upon a Time in Mexico. Uh, but Part as, three of the Mexico trilogy. It's Johnny Depp. And, Johnny Depp uh, ends up being blind and still a great shot. It's really weird. It's very <laughs> The sequel's so weird. Uh, Van, how do you feel about this soundtrack? Well, I was going to give it a 10.5. Okay. Oh, all right. You um, were which, going Which to. is still... No, and I will. And I will. <laughs> I will continue um, to do that. Which is high in my regard. Okay. That that being said, it's lower than both of your scores. That's a solid C plus, maybe C. <laughs> is it? Thank your lucky stars, Caleb. 67%? Yeah, I guess so. It's all um, going your report card, Caleb. <laughs> And, and purely, the, the low score is purely just based on my own interest, I think. Sure. Um, but as, as a film score, I think it's great because, like what you said, it's vibey. It stays in that world. Yeah. I, don't, I can't say I would want something to jump out, like a one random harp song or something. Yeah, no breakouts, but it, it it's very very much stays within its realm. This might be and it the has first. Uh, this might be the first movie we've done. Where I don't think there's a single song in the movie that's not on the soundtrack. That's very true. It's a pretty it's a pretty clippy short movie, and it's all I think it's all here. Mm-hmm. I think we have, we've listened mm-hmm. to it all. Maybe if, we've actually listened to more of this in the movie. Yeah. I think two of these tracks aren't really in it. They're not even in it. Salma Hayek's whispering. I think that, that's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a no. Part no. of it. Though. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> all right, Nikki, bring us home. What? Is, drop the hammer on this. Uh, all in all, I would say nine point two. Oh, burnt. Um, you know, the movie's great. What more could you expect from a Robert Rodriguez and Antonio Banderas movie when it comes to I like, I like them. I like both of them. Yeah, yeah. Both, both um, they're like guy, you know, they're very guy movie movies. You know, the, the, the music throughout the film uh, is, you know, kind of in the same note throughout. Um, I would have liked to see maybe a bit more variety in the artist in staying within the same, uh, you know, uh, musical narrative arc throughout the whole thing but you know it works it's a score it's a soundtrack and, uh, <laughs> it's a soundtrack you can't argue it's with certainly that a soundtrack they yeah. finished it they put it out <laughs> they certainly did <laughs> yeah what, what is the base you seem, what you is seem the base very score disappointed for, in my rating what is here? the base score for putting out a soundtrack does that put you up to six <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's just a six yeah you get you get six tomato stars um just for doing it all right well uh thank you everybody right. for listening thank you, to soundtrack. thank Great you bag. for your ratings yeah. um 
Before we leave, I think we're going to add a recommendation, each of us, to the track listing Spotify playlist, which totally exists and is, is a real thing. Yeah, follow it. Uh, Darden, why don't, why don't you lead off? Sure. Uh, I, so we uh, are doing revenge songs. Oh, yeah. Songs. I should have said, uh, oh, in honor of Desperado, what is your favorite revenge song? My favorite revenge song is a... Uh, a James Brown classic called You uh, win with it. The Payback. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's let's hear a cutoff of uh, James Brown's new song, The Payback. When I was thinking about this, this was uh, the only song I could think of where somebody actually just yells at one point, Revenge! <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. He just shouts, Revenge! Man, you can't, you can't argue with the groove on that track. That's oh, so good, man. That's an amazing song. And also, if we ever do the Snatch soundtrack, this yeah. is featured on that. There's also, what was it, the beginning of the, the Mel Gibson movie, uh, was oh, it? I think it's called Payback? Payback. Yeah. And he's walking around going like, I'm going to get everybody <laughs> at the beginning of the Payback or Payback, whatever it's, I think it's called Payback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like, yeah, there's that stupid scene where like he like beats up a homeless guy that like claims to be uh, crippled, but he's not. And he's like, shut up, I cured you. And he, <laughs> Punch in the face. Anyway, there's like uh, there's famous like live videos. Uh, this is before when it was the first band or the first like like the first long stretch of the JVs where uh, James Brown apparently had these hand signals when anybody fucked up in a live and he felt like they fucked up, he would just like signal to them and it was docking them pay. And there's like live videos where he's just dancing and he's like it just looks like he's dancing, but if you know the signals. He's like taking like hundreds of dollars off <laughs> of like, people for like missing like, a, like kids. A dollar counter going just in like reverse. Just pointing to people and be like, yeah. And he's like, these guys are like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really yeah, good. I said, not takatu <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Easy going guy, though. Great anyway, guy. Uh, I, iconic revenge song. Uh, <laughs> yeah, literally shouts revenge. All right, I'll pass it to somebody else. <laughs> wow. Kill him. Uh, okay, so for my track, I I was having trouble with like revenge songs. I so I picked a song. So it's based on a novel that's uh, very much about revenge and kind of cycles of revenge. Um, so this, this better is, not be an audiobook. This is not an audiobook. This is from 1978. Uh, let's hear the track and then I'll talk. A little bit the about Count it. of Monte Cristo uh, by Alexander Dumas, <laughs> as read by Benedict Cumberbatch. Walking through, walking through, walking through the high 
So that's uh, it's Kate Bush from her uh, debut album, 1978's The Kick Inside, I think is the name of the album, uh, with her song Wuthering Heights, uh, which is, what is it, the Emily Bronte novel, which is mm-hmm. like <laughs> a pretty dark gothic tale of uh, cycles of like maniacs like being abused and abusing because the song is definitely not very revengey it's it's focusing on more of the kind of romantic haunting parts of the novel and not like the uh, people being terrible to people's children for revenge (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh so i found a little bit of a loophole i love kate bush i love that track oh man that was great I, I love the fact that that's on there. <laughs> I the whole, I didn't give the full intro because I know you're such a Kate Bush fan. Yeah, Darden, uh, Darden is gonna pick up on it. He's got oh, the T-shirt on. Yeah, I've been wearing it right now. <laughs> Super fan. I love Kate Bush. All right, Nikki, do you have a recommendation for us? What's your revenge song? For a revenge song, when this became the category, this was the first song that I thought of immediately. Oh, it was James category. James Brown's Payback, and it was not James Brown's <laughs> Everybody's. Payback. This is. Do they shout revenge in the song? Revenge! <laughs> it's been one of my favorite uh, revenge-style songs. I guess when, um, you know, songwriters start, as uh, the artist who wrote this song, Paul McCartney, has said, uh, when, you know, him and John Lennon started weaponizing songs at each other. Yeah. They were writing songs, that, you know. In this, very cool, very normal. In this Taking weird way. So yeah. I, I believe that the story goes that you know, John Lennon called a meeting around 1969 or 1970 and said, Hey guys, I'm leaving. And then like in 19, they waited until 1970 to say, uh, you know, we're going our separate ways. And then, uh, in 1971, when McCartney's Ram came out, the first track on the album, too many people was his dig against, uh, John and Yoko. For their proselytizing and their give peace a chance, their whole thing, you know, yeah. too many people going underground. Um, yeah, Paul hated the, peace. Hated <laughs> you. You had your does. you had your lucky Still break. Does. You broke it into. Um, yeah. There's a lyric at the beginning that says uh, you can't quite make out what the lyric is, but in the song you hear um, "piece of cake," but at the beginning of the song. <laughs> it sounds like he's like piece of cake kind of sounds like piss off cake <laughs> so yeah we'll take a listen this is uh too many people by paul mccartney In an interview with uh, Mojo Magazine in 2001, he said that uh, I felt that John and Yoko were telling everyone what to do, and I felt like we didn't need to be told what to do. The whole tenor of the Beatles thing had been each to his own freedom. Suddenly it was like, you should do this. And it was a bit of the wagon finger 
and I was pissed off with it. <laughs> so that one got Shut to be a, up, that one got to be a thing about them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a great song, and that, uh, that entire album is fantastic. Vin, you got a recommendation for us? Yeah, um, piggybacking on your Paul McCartney revenge story, I have the antithesis of that, which is the. John Lennon middle finger to Paul. Oh, <laughs> excellent. Clapback. Nice. Yeah. Weaponizing songs at each other. Like Which it. is from the Imagine that. album, and it's called How Do You Sleep? Ooh. Meaning, how do you sleep at night? For, for all the listeners at home, uh, you and Nick are in a band together. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we picked these completely, uh, yeah, completely or, independently of each other. Top Remember, of the noggin. This is how it could end up. So just yeah. you know, be nice. Well, what I love is that uh, the first the first line. Um, so Sergeant Pepper took you by surprise. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Here we go. This is how do you sleep. I've seen a uh, like a line. I think they filmed the studio sessions at mm-hmm. some point. I've, I've seen a video of the band playing that track. And it's, it's really yeah, it's great. Ringo, yeah. George. <laughs> it's, Beatles. <laughs> it's the Beatles, except for Paul. Beatles. Klaus Vormann playing bass. Yeah. It's weird. He, he later comes up and says, uh, "The only thing you done was yesterday." Ooh, <laughs> ooh. There's that great. Uh, they're like, do you think uh, Ringo is the best drummer in the world? And then John's like, Ringo's the best drummer in the band. <laughs> <laughs> right. You have that happening with a lot of bands too, like throughout you know rock music history. Or, like, or I'll just fucking play it. Yeah, I'm the best. Just give it to me. I'll with do it. Pink Floyd too, with Nick Mason when they got into the wall at that studio we were talking about, like you know got let go through the recording process and is still credited. They brought in other people. Um, they said that these session players were better than the actual drummer that they had. You know, it's pretty, yeah. but it was just to, you know, the upkeep of the image of the band that they had created. Yeah. Ringo will get it once we go on tour, but like, yeah. you know, let's bring in a professional and, and uh, they'll just knock but it when out. They, Van might know more about that. Like when they, did they actually tour some of the, like the albums that they released and when they toured them, like did they tour the White Album? No, they were, they were done touring. Oh, they were no, already no, done no. by that point. They were, yeah, they they were, were done touring done, way They were done that. after like Rubber Soul. Yeah. 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 Um, but they, uh, I had always heard the rumor that they had um, a different drummer for, in just in the beginning when Ringo was new to the band and they were like, which is a typical thing that, you know, record producers do where they're saying, this drummer's for live we need a drummer that is more precise for the recording. Yeah, well, I mean, especially at that time, bands yeah. would, would show up, they thought, to, like, record their hit, and there was, like, a band already there recording their hit. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, no, like, you're here to do, like, the vocals, maybe. I've got a drum stem somewhere laying around of, of the party shuffle. Oh, yeah. From like <laughs> Babylon cool. Sister or something like that. Whoa. I've got to try to sync that up with Come Together. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Because if that's if that's truly him that has played on some of those recordings, it's just completely wild to think about him playing so straight. Yeah, without yeah. his you know trademark sound. All right, Van. Thank you much. Yeah, we yeah. want to thank Van. Van. Hey, it was uh, a pleasure. I I almost fun. I should say I almost pitched. Uh, it was like a b-side i don't know if it was even released but george harrison did a song called i hate all my uh bandmates from the beatles <laughs> yeah. sounds about I, right i'm regretting it now because it really would have <laughs> <But thanks>, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah thanks for letting me just derail this whole conversation into a beatles no, no, one no, okay. <laughs> thank you so much Thank you so much, uh, Thanks, Thank you All to Team Commandments for our intro and outro music. Thank and you for uh, the Team Commandments for being here tonight. And thank you for, for the, <laughs> the listeners who have done such a great job of spreading the word and continue to spread the word about our great podcast. At Track Listing Podcast, Instagram, we love you. Good night. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>